Welcome to the forecast. To my right, we have AP18. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everyone. And to my left, GW. GW, how you doing? Doing swell. Yeah, this is the Wednesday Comics Forecast, letting you the comic books, letting you know what comic books to pick up for uh, May 23rd, 2018. That is the uh, third? No, fourth. Uh, Wednesday in uh, May. We're almost at the end. And then here comes June. Uh, Alex, what do they say about June? Watch out. Six months in. <laughs> uh, Spring forward, June back. Uh, here we go. Image Comics will tell you the comics <laughs> coming out here. Barrier number four or five. This is the uh, weekly series from Brian Keevan and Marcus Martin. Issue number four here in widescreen format, as always. Uh, we have the continuing story of Oscar and Liddy. Uh, the last issue was silent. Alex, uh, did you enjoy it? You know, I, I really did enjoy that last issue. Um, I think the one thing about silent issues that gets me is that I really do kind of rush through the book. So you almost have to go back and read it, quote unquote, read it a second time. So I can make sure I see everything I need to see and I can follow the story. It was really good. And honestly, I'm a big fan of letting the art do the job. So I enjoyed it. Uh, Deadly Class number 34. This is uh, Recommender Wesley Craig, Love Like Blood, Part 3. Death gets its fill in Mexico as Marcus and Victor finally square off. Who will get the revenge they thirst for? And what will be left the other when they do? Uh, Garrett, we've been uh, with these. this story, actually. It seems like Deadly Class is coming out more regularly now. Uh, right. And now we have the uh, Victor-Marcus fight, which we've been... In real time, waiting for for a while, whereas in comic time, about, you know, like four or five issues. But here we go. Are you excited to see the end of this battle? Yes, I'm very excited. I mean, we've gotten little tidbits since the beginning of this arc. Um, I do feel, however, that there's going to be a cop out and that neither of them is going to die. Uh, I don't know. I just had this weird feeling that to like not be predictable, which is what Rick Mender hates being. He's going to make it. So they both live somehow. And I, I think that's more predict. I don't know. I'm nervous for this issue because I'm just worried. He won't pull the trigger on one of these two having to die. Do you think that- I, uh, go ahead? Sorry. What? I was going to say, I, uh, now I am one issue behind, so I don't know how the fight's going so far or if they even have started the fight, but if they do decide to not pull the trigger and have someone die, I want like Victor to be paralyzed. And left on the boat. How are you on issue behind? Down. Didn't we review the last one on the show? No. Oh, I thought we did. Um, yeah, I don't think Rick. This series has never been safe. I don't think. And and uh, well, I guess no. I don't think it has. So I, I I even though I can see what you're saying, Garrett, but I think those fears are more left to like how things usually are in comics, but not for right. class. That's true, but just think of this last, like, ten issues, though. It hasn't been as crazy as the first couple volumes were. First couple. But maybe maybe that's the point that he's going for, is to show the first year was crazy and there was no holds barred, where then you get into the second season, and you're like, oh, it seems a little safe. Maybe this is the issue that he sticks it to you and goes, by the way, no one's safe. And you're like, oh, my God, I was so I was blown out of the water. Could be. I'm just hoping it doesn't get pushed back another issue to find out what actually happens. Like, that's a long time to keep pushing a beat. It says it all ends here. True. <laughs> but it's part three of five, though, isn't it? Um, I don't know if it says that, does it? Yeah, it's part three. It's a five-issue arc. 
further adventures of Nick Wilson, number five of five. This is uh, Eddie Gordarski, Mark Androkano, Steve Sadowski. Miniseries finale. The big day is finally here. The grand opening of Nick Wilson experience. But where is Nick? Will Clive get the greatest victory? Will Jane find love? Will Nick find Coco? Will Xavier knock that smug grip off Daryl's face? So many questions. All and more answer to the final issue of this acclaimed miniseries. Uh, Alex, what do you think? We started this book uh, not knowing what to expect, and I think five issues in, if I remember correctly, we're all enjoying it. I, uh, I'm i actually pleasantly surprised by this book. I had the expectation that it was going to be a little bit more superhero-ish, and pleasantly surprised, I, it, it wasn't. How um, Nick Wilson's living his life after losing his powers runs into an old enemy of his who actually is just trying to make money and even help out Nick Wilson to make some money, probably at Nick's expense. Um, I really like this book, and I would tell anybody really to pick up unless you're interested in getting just kind of almost a, a not necessarily a real world book like Royal City, but just another take on what it could have been to be a superhero and what it's like to lose your powers. It really is one of the best minis I've ever read. And I'm, you know, it, it stinks that it's ending because, you know, it's just so good, but I'd rather have a good thing have a good ending than a bad thing stick around forever. So agreed. Uh, just to uh, uh, clarify something that Garrett just said, uh, Deadly Class, uh, Love Like Blood is actually a four-part series. So the next one's the last Oh, it's four-part. Oh, so, okay. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, but uh, Adventures of Nick Wilson, uh, good book so far. If you're looking for something that's kind of like superheroes meets uh, clerks, it's kind of like down to earth, but more just about the people doing the job rather than actually being superheroes. That's what it's about. So, um, Whoa. Skyward number two. This is uh, Joe Henderson and Lee Garbett. My Low G Life Part Two. So you guys got this first issue, Garrett. Was it? Uh, how'd you like it? I loved issue one. I thought the art style was great. The story was fun and original. Uh, very excited for the second issue. Um, I think if it's kind of like a new superhero book, and you read issue one. And you know everything you need to know about this universe up to this point. And yeah, I think uh, I'm excited. First issue got me super pumped for the series. So totally. Uh, issue one, I was telling Garrett before we even got it, I was like, oh, maybe I'll, I'm, I'll probably get it. I looked at that art, and the art was fantastic. Uh, the story was fun, and it had it, its um, family moments, it had its upbeat, fun moments. This book was just exciting to get into. Cannot wait to read this issue. Uh, Dark Horse Comics, here we go. Black Hammer, Age of Dune, number two. Lift. This is uh, Jeff Lemire and Dean Ornstam. Uh The Eisner Awarding Team, excuse me, award-winning team, so- superhero soccer returns as the new Black Hammer, Lucy Weber, fights her way out of the gritty new dimension. She finds herself caught up in hell itself and up against Trixie De- De- excuse me, Demons, Satans, and a bizarre emo god. Uh, I know we were kind of... Uh, Hesitant going in because we heard it's going to be about something different and she did get changed to go to a different dimension. But I think, Alex, we learned in issue one, we're still going to get the uh, story of the other uh, crew. So are you looking forward to Age of Doom? I am. I am. I. Uh, you are right, Marvin. I was a little apprehensive and a little nervous that we were going to focus not necessarily too much on Black Hammer, but that we were going to forget the other characters that I've grown to really like. And I was wrong. We're, we're, we're getting even amounts of 
Black Hammer being in hell and the other characters uh, trying to figure out what to do now that she's gone. And I believe uh, Colonel Weird just kind of went, yeah, screw you guys, I'm leaving too. So I'm. Uh, this is one of those books that I'm so glad to be reading. And Jeff Lemire, of course, uh, on fire like usual. Um, IDW Publishing, this is Judge Dredd number one. Not Judge Dredd number one. It's uh, Mega City Zero number one. IDW's Greatest Hits. IDW's Greatest Hits, $1 versions of key issues and launch points from your favorite IDW books. This month, Judge Dredd Mega City Zero number one. We visit Judge, excuse me, Dredd's adventures a thousand years in his future. Mega City One has been sent back to the Stone Ages, leaving Dredd just an ordinary Joe in an extraordinary time. So, if you're looking for, by the way, I brought it up because I know a lot of people always like love Judge Judge Red. They're looking how to get into it. So one dollar issue, you can't go wrong. But that cover looks great. I like the art on that cover. It's very detailed. It very looks very much like um, it looks. Uh, God, I just forgot. I just had it. And I forgot it. Who did uh, Alien Death Orbit? And he did Godzilla Hundred Year War. Stokey. Stokey. <laughs> looks like very Stokey esque art. And so uh, that makes me excited. Take a peek, Judge Dredd. There you go. Team and T Urban Legends number one. This is it, fans. This is Gary Colson and Frank Fosco. You demanded it, and IDW Publishing listened. The entire Image Comics Team and T run, aka Team and T Volume Three, reproduced for the first time ever in full four color glory. Join creators Gary Colson and Frank uh, Fosco as they take the heroes in a half shell on their most amazing and dangerous and bizarre adventures ever, cultivating in a three brand new issues, number 24 through 26, written and drawn by the original creators, uh, completing this long beloved storyline at last. Uh, here you go. So Alex, we know this is the, uh, image run. We had, I think one of our games a while back, we had a little trivia was like, where have the turtles had a run that didn't finish? And we said image comics, IDW said, you know what? Let's finish that thing. Are you how excited are you for this? Are you really pumped for this? You know, I uh this is one of those things and I, I am a turtle fan, but I hadn't read earlier comic books of turtles, so I'm actually super amped to get this. Uh, I'm hoping they've got an incentive cover because generally turtles have some of the best incentive covers. Uh, I am so pumped to get this book. Cannot wait. Do you like how the turtles, they all have their just red um, bandanas? They're not, you know, how they originally were. You know, I, I it's one of those things that's never really bothered me when they did, but I tell you what, it's hard to tell who's who unless you're looking at the weapons. Because depending on who's writing, uh, they all kind of sound the same. They all talk the same. Because when you read the original turtles, they all kind of have that gruff and rude demeanor of, well, ninjas who want to go kill Shredder. So hopefully they either designed it where they all talk a little, speak a little differently, or I just got to see those weapons. So I know when Mikey's being funny, uh, DC comics, Batgirl number 23. This is hope Larson, uh, Min Jung, Jose Marson, Dan Moore on the cover. Hey, Dan Moore does a lot of uh, DC covers. Once he got start doing interiors. I know that's the thing. It's like, he doesn't show up for a lot of things except for uh go, go power Rangers. And then, like, you get those, uh, uh, what is that storyline that, uh, from Boom Studios, the witch one? Klaus? I can't think of it. Klaus. Yeah, we get Klaus once a year. I'm like, man, I wish he was doing some, like, one of the big two, but. Yeah, I just saw he had a Super Sons, uh, cover come out for the new series, uh, that's coming out. So I saw that and I was like, hey, when are you going to do interiors, though? Uh, Strange Loop finale is the finale of the Batgirl story. Gary, you're still getting this book. How's, how's it going? 
It's really good. I love the first part of this arc. It's only a two issue arc and, uh, God, I feel like Batgirls come out in forever, but I think it's, uh, uh, always the first week of the month and we had, uh, I don't know how many weeks last month or it's been that long, but I really, uh, I really enjoy it. I think Hope Larson's really getting the swing of how to write Batgirl. Um, and I can't really imagine another creative team taking her on right now. I think things are going great. Uh, it's Batgirl, Batman Beyond number 20. This is Dan Jurgens, Mark Morales, and Marco Costello. Uh, target Batman Part 1. After his first outing as a vigilante, Matt is hungry for another chance to prove himself by Bruce and Terry. Butt heads over what's next for Matt. Uh, Garrett, who's Matt? And how's his book? Matt is Terry's brother, and he's trying to take on the role of Robin. Um, so... Terry is Batman. Terry McGinnis is. Um, and so this storyline, like the end of the last arc had him help out as a Robin ish character. And so this is him kind of seeing, do I want to be a Robin? Well, and then it's Bruce, I Terry fighting with Bruce Wayne being like, Hey, that's my kid brother. Should he really be Robin? Like that's really dangerous. And so it's kind of exploring that kind of Batman Robin dynamic. So, uh, it's, it's an interesting, but I just know there's a lot of exposition coming up, so we'll see. I mean, I think the series has been great, and the ways they've dealt with exposition is usually through a lot of action and, and makes it really interesting. So, yeah, I'm excited still. Detective Comics 981. This is James Tinney IV, Edward Fiera, uh, Batman, Batman Eternal finale. This is it, the unbelievable conclusion to James Tinney IV's Batman epic. It's the last stand of the Gotham Knights fighting a monster they help inspire. And Destiny, they won't accept. Will they become the greatest crime-fighting team Gotham City ever saw? Uh, Alex, are you caught up with this? Uh, No. No, but I know Garrett is. And Garrett, you had some some words saying that you were maybe wrong about this arc. What do you think going into the finale, not only of the arc, but also James Tinian's run? uh, Are you looking forward to this? Very much so. The last issue was incredible. Probably one of the best issues of the entire run. And I'm really sad that this is the storyline's ending. I mean, we've gotten this ever since Rebirth started. Maria has been told. Um, I think this conclusion of this arc is going to be really epic. And it's also going to be very bittersweet for what we've got since the beginning. Um, wow. I, what a great run for detective comics. And uh, I definitely going to make an episode of catching up with Garrett to be able to at least touch on this last issue before we go on to the future of detective comics. So, uh, flash number 47, Josh, Joshua Williamson, Howard Porter, flash war part one. Here it is. We've been building up to it. Uh, it's finally time for flash war. We got Wally and Barry Allen at war. The long-rising tension between mentor and former psychic is brought to a head when the renegades of the 25th century come to claim Iris West for the murder of Ebion Thon. Uh, what's the only beginning of a plot that would change the future of Flash forever? By the end, it will be Flash versus Flash and a mythology-shaking event. Um, I believe, if I remember correctly, uh, Tom King said he has a part to do with Flash War also that's going to lead into the storyline he's doing. So this, uh, as always, Flash is going to be uh, the catalyst for an event coming up here. Not an event, but like in, like some sort of uh, 
like I said, mythology changing events. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Alex, knock it up. Nope. Me either. Next so one. Uh, I don't feel bad. I am. <laughs> Me either. So a few of them. But Gary, I know I think you are. Uh, yes. Are you looking forward to the start of Flash War? I am so excited. The last two issues before this were incredible. It's hard to think that December was that prelude annual for Flash War, and it's already here. I I feel like no time has gone. I mean, I feel like time has gone by super quick to get to this moment. Um, you know, with all the mythology events happening, um, very excited to see what happens with the Speed Force, the Speed Force family. I think, uh, you know, I just know Marvin. You've read a lot of the Flash. Um, Alex, maybe not so much. There's some characters pre New Fifty Two that are probably going to be making an appearance in this book, and I couldn't be more excited because there's some great characters in the Flash mythos that haven't been touched on in a long time. Um, so I'm hoping that we'll get some of that classic Flash. What are you talking about, uh, Max Mercury? Max Mercury. You got uh, the, uh, tw- well, I don't know if they're twins, but the brother and sister, Wally's, uh, see spoilers, I want to say it. All right. Uh, no, but I, 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 know about, I know about the son and daughter, though. Because they were in that um, annual. That's true. Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps number 45 is Robert Vendetti, <laughs> Brandon <laughs> Peterson, Dark Stars Rising Part 4. Alex, four yes. ways to die. We're going, here's we are that the fourth part. The Green Lantern Corps must fight to hold on to a universe that is quickly being seized by Dark Stars rule. But does the universe still want the Corps' protection? Now, do they? You know, this I, I so actually I literally caught up on this tonight. Um there was there's good things about this book. Like the first issue I really liked. I was really into this new arc. Then I got into the second one, I was like, Oh, okay, I'm I'm following it to an extent. Kinda wordy. And then we got into this I just I wanna like this book more than I actually do. Like it was good. But I feel like there's there's other things I'd rather see these characters go up against. And so when we get to the final part of this this last issue is the four main core members are going around trying to find uh, new other people to help fight these Dark Stars. And uh, I'm interested to see how it goes, but I, I think it's... I'm, I'm ready for this to be done. Have you seen that Dark Star movie by John Carpenter? Is it like that? I don't think it's going to be anything close to that. Justice League, no justice. Number three, this is Scott Snyder, James Tony the fourth, Josh and Williamson with Marcus Toe on art. No, excuse me. Marcus Toe and Francis Manipal. Uh, Starfire makes a crushing discovery. Beast Boy uncovers unshocking betrayal. And Cyborg and Wonder Woman are forced to make decisions that will leave, excuse me, have devastating repercussions for all four teams and potentially have those for those that left behind, uh, they left behind on earth. Uh, this, I believe, I'll speak with all of us. No, excuse me. Uh, Alex, the last issue you enjoyed more than the first one, right? Do you see it Correct. exponentially getting better? Like, is, do you think you enjoy this one more than the second one? Um, I'm hopeful. I, I'm, I'm trying to, I don't know what my deal is with the JL. Maybe I'm just tired of them. Uh, I'm really trying to like these books. I'm really trying to get into it. And my plan is to get a JL book, the JL book after No Justice is done. Um, I'm hopeful that this book really brings me into it. I want to like these characters. I like most of them. I think I'm just, I'm, I think too much. So I want to go into this book not thinking. Just go along for the ride. The only thing I'm worried about with this book is the threat that they're facing is so huge. 
but I really hope that this four issue uh, build up to the main series isn't them defeating these characters. It could be that they like, you know, keep them at bay until they come back again. That could be a thing. But I don't feel like in the next two issues they're going to have enough material to defeat them outright. If that's the case, I'm going to be a little disappointed um, because I think they're just starting out on these teams unless there's like a time jump or something. But um, I would still like these teams to kind of work together or only get together when those Omega Titans come back to Earth. So I'm thinking way too far ahead, but I am excited for issue three because, you know, at a point where Justice League was not seeming so much fun, like, you know, with the movies and the comics, it's fun to have a good story that we can follow again. Did we ever talk about on the on the pod? Go ahead, ahead, Alex. I I think I think I totally agree with you, Garrett, that if they decide to beat the Omega Titans in these next two issues, they're doing the readers a disservice where this whole big buildup of these four amazingly huge characters, no way do I think the Justice League could beat them right now. They need to right. build this up. They need to, yeah, like you said, keep them at bay, that's fine. Or distract them some way, but do not beat them until you're further into the jail run. Did we ever talk about it on the podcast? So this uh, No Justice is going to lead to the new Justice League books. And there is more than one because they are going to continue with the teams. So there's Odyssey and there is uh, Justice League Dark. There's this book and there's one more. I forget what it's called. But if you look at those teams on those books, they are the teams that these are still. So I don't think that you'll see an end to these teams. Now in terms of like the, uh, what do they call them? The Guardians? No. Omega Titans. The Omega Titans. Why uh, can't you get it? Uh, OT, baby. Uh, <laughs> if the OT go down, I'm not sure. But Odyssey has to deal with the cosmic stuff and about being the protectors of the universe. So I think if anything, something will happen to them and the Odyssey will be the ones continuing that storyline. So if you did read this new just- No Justice and you like it, I think Odyssey is the way to go, the way to continue that story. So. Um, Mother Panic, uh, Gotham AD number three. This is Jody Hauser and Abraham Mustafa, um, with Tommy Lee Edwards on the cover, the old artist from the old series. Arkham Institute has been branded as a place of healing, but the horrors that lurk behind the walls make the old asylum look like a tea party. Will Violet Page be able to rescue her mother from the collective collectives clutches, or will a certain, uh, excuse me, a certain uh, RC spoiled her choice, or well, what will happen to Doctor Quinzel? Uh, Garrett, how's this book going so far? It's a reboot. It's not going to last for long. I think it's like what five or ten issues. I forgot what it was. And six issues. Six issues, and then the whole young animal thing's ending, and all the Doom Patrol is going to continue. Uh, are you enjoying the run so far? Yes, I think Volume One and this volume have been incredible. Um, I really wish, I don't really understand the reasoning of why this line's going away after so much hype for it. I'm guessing not enough sales, but um, this Mother Panic Volume 2 has been incredible. It's like taking what I've been talking about in Injustice, where you change all the rules, um, and it only applies it to Gotham City. Uh, last issue, there was like four pages of what, of what you learn happens to like most of the Bat family. And I'm going to tell you, not a lot of them make it out alive. So you, you get to see in gruesome detail how they meet their end, which was like, holy shit. It was intense. So, uh, yeah, this apocalyptic Gotham City is really fun to see how Mother Panic interacts with it. 
because it's like five years after she was initially at Gotham. So after the milk wars and whatnot. Is uh, anybody getting a silencer? No. No. Uh, silencer number five. I just wanted to bring it up for one reason here. Uh, Dan Abnett, uh, writing it as usual. But uh, on arts, uh, if you're somebody like me that really didn't enjoy that John Romita Jr. was going to be on this book, we have Victor uh, Bondongovich, who was doing the art for New Superman, and I really did like him on that book. So if uh, that was a turnoff for you, just like it was for me, uh, new artists on this book. So I just wanted to bring that up. Victor does good work. Super Sons, number 16, Peter J. Tomasi, Carlo Barberi, and Art Thiebert. Uh, covered by Jorge Menes, End of Innocence Part 2, the epic battle between the Super Sons and Kid Amazo crashes to a close, and Superboy and Robin must decide how to pick up the pieces of the disastrous Amazo project. Super Sons face tomorrow in the latest chapter and their journey together. Now, when this issue came out, for you that solicited, it doesn't sound like really it's the end of this book, and people were wondering if this is over. By the way, so this is the end of this series. You can tell because on the cover there they do, it says the end. Uh, kind of hidden. You kind of look for it, but it's there. And um, but I there's two things about this. I'm not reading this book anymore. But I would, I would, I was, I was hoping that maybe Jorge would come back and do the last issue. But yeah, that is very disappointing for me. But he is probably busy with June Justice League. However, right. but yeah, it's still like he people noticed them on this book, and like I would have hoped that he would have finished it off. Hopefully, maybe in the future with the new. And then they also announced, like I was gonna say. They announced that Super Sons is continuing as a maxi series, twelve issues, uh, starting in August. So there'll be like a little uh, conclusion to this. It won't just totally end. You'll get a good twenty-eight issues out of this, which is a good run for a book. Uh, Alex, which tells me one thing: what is that John survives? Uh, He's actually, alive at least uh, in that solicit. <laughs> Hold up a second. Um, oh, I didn't see the solicit. I just oh, saw the article you the, sent. The maxi takes place after this series, before the Man of Steel miniseries. So. Bastards! So there you go, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> so you get a little bit more of John, so if something happens to him, at least you'll have those 12 issues. How does that oh make you God. feel? I'm going to go cry in the corner. How's this series been as a whole? This series as a whole, like there was a point in time where uh, Damien and John weren't working together very well, and I, that's when me and Alex initially dropped it. And then there was a crypto annual, and I got back on, and at, right after that, they actually started becoming really great friends and like things turned around. I think that uh, Gleason and Tomasi and Amenez and all them, uh, or at least Tomasi, sorry, not Gleason, um, knew that people were kind of getting sick of the animosity between the two of them. Um, and so when they actually turn into like really good friends and they have respect for one another, it's kind of like when you're reading a Batman Superman book when they finally figure out uh, that they want to work together and be friends. So it just makes it more fun, a more fun book when they're working together as opposed to being individuals, just doing, doing a mission. So I'm, I'm really, uh, I think this is another bittersweet ending. God, everything's ending. It's like sad, you know, you got like Fire Age, Hawkeye, all this good stuff's ending, but I'm, I'm looking forward to that maxi series. That'll be the volume two. Um, for some reason, I just got this bad itch. And I'm not going to be reading a lot of good Superman-related things here coming up. So It is strange how they're like, hey, they made sure to tell you this takes place before Man of Steel. Yeah, God. Uh, Terrific's number four, Jeff Lemire, uh, even Sh- uh, Shainer. The girl from BGZTL return with the Terrifics to the Phantom World as our heroes continue their trek through the multiverse, dark and otherwise. 
to find a cure for the condition that binds them together. Their journey brings them to a home planet of Phantom Girl. This is one cheerful reunion you do not want to miss, plus a giant space squid attacks. That's right, a giant space squid. Uh, this is, so they were going to have rotating artists, and this is Evan's uh, first issue, which I've been looking forward to. He's the one who made the designs for the suits, and so I'm glad to see he's getting in his arc here. And uh, Alex, you caught up this book? Nope, I'm one issue behind. Uh, Garrett, how's this I look at this like? cover, though, and it it's, it's, looks like it's a nice change of artistry. The thing but with, I still like the original art. Like, I like the first arc artist. The thing with Shane or uh, Doc, as he goes by, the thing with him is that it does look like that current kind of like a Hanna-Barbera not Hanna-Barbera what's what's uh, Johnny Quest Johnny Quest is Hanna-Barbera isn't it it's Hanna-Barbera it's like a Johnny Quest kind of like you know uh, that kind of style where it's like it's cartoony but it's not silly looking and so I really do like that it's very colorful um, who was doing the first arc I forgot oh it was um, uh, Pedro yeah from he used to do Green Lantern uh, Garrett, Ivan Rice is the covers. Ivan Rice. Garrett, how's this book been? It's been really good. I think this is a great team uh, to mesh together. Um, Plastic Man is super hilarious. Um, I can't wait for his solo book uh, by Gail Simone coming up this summer. Um, I'm, I don't know. I think issue three was probably my favorite of the run so far. I think it's them finally working together as a team. Um, and still, you know, there's that kind of, you know, there's like sibling rivalry. It's kind of like that's happening right now, too. You're kind of seeing who gets along better with who. And, um, yeah, I think it's it's a slow burn, but things are picking up fairly quick. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just fun, and it's dissecting the situation that these four are in that's obviously going to turn them into a family. So it's a good start. By the way, speaking of that Plastic Man series, um Something I'm glad to see, and I think Alex will agree with me, is that Gail Simone is getting uh, mainstream comic work again. She's with uh, Marvel doing Domino, which also comes out. There's a second printing this week, so it just tells you how popular that was. And uh, now, uh, with this Plastic Man uh, ongoing coming up, and then also she's doing one of those Looney Tune crossover books that comes out next week. So good for her. I just just reminded you reminded me of that when you said she was making that book. So. Uh, Marvel Comics restarting. Here we go. Black Panther number one. This is Takisi Coates and Daniel Acuna. A new direction from um, Takisi Coates and Daniel Acuna. Bold new direction. Jeez, you said that three times. For the Black Panther for years, T'Challa has fought <laughs> off invaders from his homeland, protecting Wakanda from everything from meddling governments to long lost gods. Now he would discover that Wakanda is much bigger than he ever dreamed. Across the vast multiverse lies an empire founded in T'Challa's name. Readers caught a glimpse of this in Marvel Legacy number one. Now find out the truth behind the intergalactic empire of Wakanda. Takisi Coates welcomes aboard fan favorite artist Daniel Kuna for a Black Panther story unlike any other. Uh, Alex, you made a good point that covers very much like the original number one. It, it does look more colorful, like Daniel Kuna definitely puts a twist on it. It sounds like this is going to be Black Panther. Like the first series was Black Panther in Wakanda and dealing with the people of Wakanda. It was very grounded. And it sounds like this is going to be like, let's take Black Panther and make it him make the story bigger. Multiverse are talking, talking about galaxies. Uh, what do you think? You can pick up this book. Uh, I will definitely be picking this up. But when you're reading it and the fact that it is, it's 
it, it isn't as grounded. It isn't just being on Earth. I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know if that interests me nearly as much. I guess for me, it's the I, I want to start off grounded and work my way exponentially into getting, you know, broaden my horizons. So I, I feel almost like I'll be jumping into the deep end of the pool without my floaties or my goggles. And I'll just have to see where I land if I hit the bottom of the ocean or which is weird. I went from a pool to an ocean. But anyway, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to get it. I will definitely give this first issue a try. I'm the same way. Uh, I think it uh, it's very enticing to be on uh, brand new issue number one. Uh, see, kind of learn about Black Panther. But if it's too complicated and what's happening, then I'm going to be like, uh, I don't know. This is. I'm hoping it's new reader friendly because I've never read a Black Panther book before him being in Avengers. So I'm I'm excited to be on a Black Panther book. So I hope that it lets new readers jump on. Uh, if, I think. Go ahead. Sorry. I was my one thing is that it's the same writer that was doing Black Panther previously, right? Yes. Yep. So I had gotten that first issue of his last time, and I ended up dropping it because it was just there's something there's something wrong with it that I just I couldn't get into. My hope is that it's corrected and that we get into a story that really does entice me. Well, before that other series, it was very slow burn. If you talk about slow burn, that was probably like the slowest you could be. It was very decompressed. I think so Garrett uh, or anybody else that is curious about where do I start with Black Panther? There's a million choices, but if you want to the more recent, that Rise of Black Panther book uh, is a good place to start. It really basically is. I think it's like four or five issues of retelling the origin and it is very grounded and like it shows you there his normal villains and uh, it's pretty good. Takisa Coates was doing the story for it. He didn't write the issues, but he did the story. So it is very much in line with this uh, series, but I think at least, uh, Alex, I think this is going to be uh, easy for you to pick up, and I think it's going to be a very reader-friendly. It's, it's a new number one. I mean, that's the goal of this, right? Every comic, every new comic is somebody's first comic. So if you're going to make a new number one especially, you really do need to make it to be like, you can start here. So if they can do that, if, they, if, if they're if they relaunching this, they better relaunch it in that term, so. It's too bad they have to relaunch it at four ninety nine though. Uh, it's, it's only for the first issue. It's probably just the first. You know, Marvel first issue. I know, but it still makes me sad. <laughs> I know, me too. I'm not saying it doesn't make me sad. Hey, they changed that cover stock so far for all the fresh start books. So. Oh yeah, it's uh, been glossy. It hasn't been shit paper. paper. Doctor Strange three ninety. This is Donny Cates and Fraser Irving. The Doctor is in Strange is back as master of the mythic arts. But the Earth's magic is still weak, and after damnation, so is Steven. He needs to get in fighting form and repair his friendship with Zelma. If he can just shake special guest Spider-Man long enough to get some work done. So we have, uh, I think this is Donny Kate's last issue. It is. Uh, it's going to be, sounds like a one-shot, really. Just a, you know, the uh, the old Doctor Strange got a week, and he's out of it. And this is going to be him getting his powers back and getting back into the groove of things. A Spider-Man makes a guest appearance. Have we, have we read Donny Cates' as Spider-Man so far? This is going to be his first I shot. I think it's going to be his first shot at writing Spider-Man, so we'll see how he does. Maybe we can see if he uh, should take over Spider-Man book later on. Uh, but I am really excited for this. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Oh, I'm, I'm so excited for this book. Once I hear that Donny Cates was... I knew, and I knew this was Donny Cates' last issue. Um, I think he's been nailing this book every issue. Cannot wait to get into this book. Cannot wait to finish it and be 
I actually, I'm going to say it satisfied after I read, read this issue, knowing that he can nail it. He can get shit. He can nail an ending. There you go. Uh, I think that, yeah, that's true. So we have, and I, you know, the thing that's most amazing to me and, and I don't, I would have to go down and examine it, really examine it. But Donnie Cates has a way of being funny. That's not silly and out of place for the character. Like Doctor Strange, we saw in Jason Aaron's run, I didn't like the humor that he put into that character. But in Donny Cage's run, I've liked it. Because it, it feels natural to that character. And then when he was doing, even in Thanos, the way Thanos was, the way he was humorous, it wasn't like just telling jokes, one-liners. He was funny in the way Thanos would be funny. And it, so it's really great that, uh, I think this run's been great. I really do like it a lot. And so I'm kind of sad seeing him, to go, seeing him going. I think I'm not sure if I'm going to try out Mark Wade's run or not. I think I like Doctor Strange so much. I want to try it out, but then also reading the how that story is going to be sounds exactly like Jason Aaron's run. Jason Aaron's run. I just feel like the character should be doing something different right now. But I, I will not be getting the. I will not get the Mark Wade run. Me uh, either. And I'm actually super excited to see the Spider-Man writing from uh, Donny Cates. I think he'd be a really wise choice. If Nick Spencer was to ever leave to do a Spider-Man book, because you're right, he does know how to make it funny without being stupid. Invincible Iron Man number 600 is Brian Michael Bennis, Stefano Caselli, and Alex Maleev. Brian Michael Bennis ends his Mar- Marvel tenure with his very special oversized anniversary issue, 599. The final issue of his Iron Man run, but also the final issue of Brian Michael Bennis's Marvel run over the last. 18 years about so um garrett you get this book and you got i know you've been enjoying iron man if i'm remember, remembering correctly yes i have been um i it's been kind of like a iron man magazine you get a tony story you get your uh iron heart story and you get your uh dr doom iron man story um now this is all about Tony because it's going to go into his new. Uh, well, Bennis is basically just saying his farewell to Marvel and to his arc that he's or his run on Iron Man because he's been doing it for quite a few years. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see what happens because there's been a lot of build up to this issue 600. Um, very much excited for the Dan Slot of Lero Shidi. Uh, uh, fresh start coming up. So I'm excited to see what the new chapter for Iron Man will be. Um, but can I just ask one favor? Can you just stay in the Marvel universe and leave Superman alone? That's all I'm going to ask. I was going to say, you got this and then it's not, it's a celebration of his Marvel run, but also he's moving on. So you'll get man of steel coming up here in a few weeks. Uh, next week. Here oh, we next go. week. Okay. Yeah, it's next week already. Moon Knight, one number one ninety five. Max Bemis and Paul Davison. Uh, one question here: uh, Does previous world have a wrong cover? Or is it really going to be uh, panels like that? I didn't think it was that panel work <laughs> cover, but it might be. It might be. It'd be interesting. I've never seen it before, but it could. They possibly could do that. I mean, this series has been crazy and weird from the beginning. I know, Alex, uh, you've been enjoying this book so much. You're picking up other Max Bamis work. Uh, Moon Knight one number number one ninety five. How's it been so far? I uh, I have a. I'm so sad to say this. I actually haven't caught up on it. It's on. Next books on my stack were these two to read, and I just haven't gotten to them tonight. But I've, I've, overall, I've enjoyed Moon Knight. Uh, I was actually getting his Lucy Dreaming, which is his boom five issue run. 
It's actually pretty good. I think he knows how to make a books kind of like Johnny, Johnny, sorry, fuck. Johnny you, Cates. I just can't speak tonight. I can't even. Hey, you guys are both like, what's going on? It's so, <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's so the same like I'm cutting out. It's just, I'm, you guys need some speak. water. So, uh, I think he, he knows how to make a book funny without being stupid funny. Just nice little subtle beats. So I, I think, uh, 195 will be a solid book. Unfortunately, I can't give any, uh, ideas of what it's going to be since I'm not caught up. Um, I think I'm caught up to that book and I actually do really do enjoy it. It's a nice little surprise, Moon Knight is, that somebody always takes that character and does something with it that we're like, wow, that's different. And like, if you think back to like, um, Warren Ellis' run, Jeff Lemire's run, they're always different enough that they don't, even, and I think it works with this character just because he is, has multiple personalities that you can make different books with it. And it doesn't feel like, oh no, that character, that's not how you write them. It's just like, okay. The guy can be anything you want to, but somehow there's always a through line though of the, like Alex said, there's a character underneath that is like uh, kind of funny, but also kind of relatable. And so that character underneath stays the same, but his situation is always changed. And that's, it makes the book always refreshing and exciting to read. And this runs no different. So, uh, this is old man Logan number 40, Ed Brisson and Abraham Robinson. Excuse me. Ro- yep. Robinson. Um, Mike Dodito on the cover, the Xavier unit, Excuse me, Institute is under attack and it's all Glob Herman's fault. Garrett, how's this book been? Uh, Old Man Logan. You know, it actually has been pretty good lately. This last arc, uh, it's kind of, it does feel like whatever's happening with actual Wolverine is going to affect this book in a way that I, this feels like we're on the last bits of the storyline um, that started with Jeff Lemire. Um, right now it's Wolverine. Uh, and his X-Men, you know, and there was that Wolverine and the X-Men run. Um, so he's kind of visiting those characters. And I think it's been fun. I think it's fun to see Logan care about uh, other mutants and not just focus on him and his own grief and depression. I think it's he's better as a human being and a character to, uh, you know, kind of sympathize with other mutants. So uh, definitely enjoying it right now. Uh, Shield by Hickman and Weaver number five. This is Jonathan Hickman and Dustin Weaver. The unfinished epic gets its conclusion with issue five this week and issue six next week, I believe. The uh, 2010 to 2011 finally gets its conclusion after goddamn seven years. (laughs) There we go, (laughs) buddy. We've been waiting. Uh, Garrett just picked up the whole thing and it caught up, I believe. Uh, Garrett, it's more fresh in your mind than it is mine. I read this so long ago. I got to catch up. I got to reread this thing. And, but here we go. Here's the end. Finally. How's it been? It is such an amazing book. I mean, I, you know, with Hickman's run, you get like an Illuminati. This, I'm, not trying to be mean, but like, nice try, Hickman. Like, compared to this, oh, it is Hickman. Hickman's own work. So, what am I saying? Sorry. But, I mean, you can Fuck see. Hickman. Hickman's the best. I mean, he's gotten the closest. He's gotten the closest to himself. Shit, I couldn't remember who wrote that. Uh, right, it was Hickman. He is, he kills it on this book. There is so much science, history, mystery. There's just something about this book that is so just fun to read there's you know how hickman when he does a book he goes all out he you can tell this he probably has one bedroom dedicated to the series because there's so much information and it 
makes it just more fun and epic and on such a grander scale than I've ever really read before. And it has great uh, legends from history involved in it. I think that's awesome. Like there's some, like one of my favorite inventors is in this book series. And I'm like in this uh, shield book. And I was like, this is so fun. Like I've never thought of a storyline like this in a million years. And I'm glad I've read it. What's come out so far. Um, having read the second volume, the most recent issues, meaning seven years, um, it does. I didn't really think there needs to be more issues. To be honest, it did, it did seem like there was a decent conclusion. What ended with issue four, but there must be some more information we're going to get in these last two issues. So, I'm very excited. I think also Garrett, if I remember correctly, it's been a while, but. I think this loosely also ties in with Hickman's Fantastic Four run that he started right after this. He put little seeds of this story in there, kind of inferring that whatever Reed works on in that series, I remember that it started here. So if you wanted to read more of it, there you can read Fantastic Four. So there you go. Shield finally ending. It's been seven years, but here we go. Uh, I also want to bring up, none of us read this book, but I did want to bring up because I read her interview uh, in the Image Plus uh, recently. Um, Laura James gets a 50, uh, 50th issue, oversized anniversary issue, and um, it is something that I read that interview. So this is a book that's like I've seen on shelves before and I really don't know what it's about. I read the interview with uh, Kat, and uh, it sounds really fun. So congratulations to her getting uh, 50 issues of that, and uh, go and pick that up if you're into Lumber Jeans. Of, of which book? Oh, sorry, dude. Lumber Jeans number 50 from Boom Studios. Okay. Um, a lot of books this week. What are you looking forward to, Garrett? Oh, gosh. That's tough. Um, yeah, come back to me. I got to think. There's a lot. Alex, wow. uh, a lot of books this week. Uh, which one are you looking forward to? I can assume that this is no surprise for anybody. Uh, TMNT Urban Legends number one. Uh, Garrett? Okay, I'd have to say uh, Skyward would be Skyward number two is definitely one I'm looking forward to. But also Mother Panic, uh, Gotham AD number three would be my second choice. Uh, there's a lot on the list that I could pick from and I actually am struggling. I usually have one where I'm like, oh yeah, that's the one. But there's a lot, and I'm trying to decide which way I go. But I think I'm going to pick, just because it's been a lot of fun and I have been enjoying the run, uh, Justice League No Justice, number three. So I'm looking forward to see where we go with that. I am mostly curious, like you two were talking about, where do you go with this story? You have two issues left. Do you make it big and bombastic and you end it? Or do you just put out, if you, you plant seeds for those four Justice League books to discover throughout the year? So we'll see what happens with that. But... Francis Manipool art's been amazing, and so that's what I'm most looking forward to and uh, seeing the conclusion or like the penultimate issue of Justice League. So, and also Black Panther too. I am really excited for Black Panther, so we'll see about that. Those are the books for. Uh, then I want to put my second one, uh, Doctor Strange, three ninety. There you go. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you were going to do a second one because we all did it, but uh, and you're right too. You're right too. That's your uh, that's your prerogative. Uh, May 23rd, 2018, those are the books coming out there. Now, Alex, you weren't here last week. I did give the forecast, and I said it's going to be cold and hot uh, every other day, and I think I was correct. Uh, what do you think this week? What are we looking forward to? Well, I'm forecasting that this week, like, so this, this weekend was a little chilly, uh, some rain. Uh, we're just going to progressively get a little warmer. 81 tomorrow, probably 83 come uh, Thursday, 85 Friday. 
uh, you know what? We get those swim trunks out. Go hit the pools. Might be a little chilly, but you know what? You cool off. That's what they're there for. Don't be in the pool. Alex, what do you have to say to the rumor that you're actually the sun in a human uh, skin and you're you're making up these things and then you make it happen? You're just telling us what you're going to do. I cannot confirm nor deny this, but I am always hot. So it's a possibility. Yes, you guys will find out. Uh, Garrett, how are them roads doing? Well, no potholes have been fixed that I've heard of. Um, but not only have they not been fixed, it is worse today than it was two weeks ago. <laughs> Go well, on. that might be because I just studied your route recently. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I'd have to say there is a lot of books out there coming out tomorrow. Like there's a lot of quantity, but there also is some good quality books coming out tomorrow. Um, I, I would call this a A minus week. You know, because it's not like the best books I've ever seen on the shelf, but there's a lot of really good ones slash somewhat great ones. So I definitely want to get to your shop on time. Uh, Make sure that your forearms are ready to hold all those books at once because there's a lot coming out. I think what uh, the word you're looking for is potential. There's a lot of potential this week. You look at those books, there's potential to be good. Donnie Cates' last issue of Doctor Strange can be a fun issue. The Shield number five been a long time he's gonna come back and is he gonna make a mark we'll see black panther number one you get fresh new start how's it gonna be justice league number three you have a chance for the penultimate issue to make something of this four issue mini let's see what you have in detective comics the end of an era james tinney in the fourth potential is what you have and everything you do and this week we made this my name is marvin I tell you what, that may have been the most inspiring speech I've heard. Uh, I've been Alex. It was so inspiring that it was completely pointless. I'm Garrett. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Stay cool and keep reading those books.